0: Hey, welcome back. We're in the final hour of today's episode of this week's episode. How about that? We're going to take a a long break, a couple days, be back here together at 1230 on Monday to spend a few hours in the afternoon together shooting the breeze about what's going on in the community, in the world, in the country, and in our lives. It's pretty good stuff. Um, So, you know I'm a, a firearms fan. I am a Second Amendment enthusiast. I... Uh, I've told a number of stories here on the air about some of my hobbies, some of my transactions. Uh, and I, whenever, either at the state level uh, or at the federal level or even sometimes at the municipal level, when there are bits of legislation, when there are bills or acts uh, being debated and voted upon to either enhance or grow the restrictions already uh, placed on firearms or to diminish those restrictions uh, it's got my attention right I am gonna follow along and uh, you've heard much of that attention uh, uh, here on this on this program um, in particular background checks representative Brian King here at the local level has for a number of years now uh, been attempting to uh, to pass a, a essentially a universal background check, Law here in the state of Utah. What does that mean? Well, when you buy a handgun, and listen, m- many of you who you know who have bought and sold firearms, you, you know this. Um, but let me just go back over it again for those who don't. When you buy a firearm, really anywhere, uh, if you buy it from someone who holds a federal firearms license, uh, an FFL, uh, th- those are the dealers, right? And to purchase a firearm uh, through one of those folks, uh, they bear the obligation to conduct a background check. And so when you go to a gun shop uh, or if you buy from uh, one of the tables at a gun show, uh, you will be purchasing that firearm from an FFL holder, someone who owns who holds one of these federal firearms licenses, and they will run a background check. Now, Holders of FFLs are not the only people who are able to uh, you know, buy and sell firearms. H- here in the state of Utah, at least, and it's the case elsewhere uh, as well, private sales uh, between two private parties or family members or friends or loved ones uh, don't, don't require background checks. I-, I told a story a few weeks ago uh, about the time I was on a kick uh, buying up Firearms that bore uh, Utah stamps on them. There, uh, over the years, have been a number of Utah firearms manufacturers or at least manufacturers that were headquartered here in the state of Utah. And so, uh, typically, firearms will bear stamped into the barrel or into the frame somewhere, The, uh, the, the city and state where that company is headquartered. There was a company, I think, I still need to get the details on on what this company is up to today. I think they ran into some financial troubles last year, but the company uh, is called Cobra. Uh, They make a handful of firearms. Uh, I think they've got a thirty eight revolver uh, that looks a lot like those Smith & Wesson J-frames. And they also have some three eighty caliber semi-automatic pistols. They also, interestingly... Uh, were, at least at the time, manufacturing uh, little Derringers. And uh, the Derringer, I always thought, was kind of a neat, uh, and not necessarily practical, uh, but a, a neat firearm. Uh, it's occupied a pretty neat and interesting place in history, and the technology's a little bit different and atypical, and I thought it would be a, a cool thing to add in the collection. And in particular, because it bore this Cobra company, uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, on the thing. Anyway, so... That was, that was a lot of details you didn't ask for. Uh, what that ultimately led me to was purchasing one uh, in a grocery store parking lot. Yeah, I showed up. I think I, I think it was190 dollars. Uh, the gentleman charged me. I uh, I connected with him uh, on online. There was a day. It hasn't been the case in in some time, but KSL Classifieds used to post listings for firearms, and I met the gentleman through there. We agreed on a price, met, and without a background check, we executed a private sale. And for many, that's uh, that's unacceptable. For for many, uh, they would look at that as uh, as a risky a risky thing. Made possible through uh, through law here, or specifically the absence of law governing that. Uh, I you know I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that type of transaction. Uh, for me personally, uh, I you know have engaged in both purchases and sales in uh, that fashion, and I think as well in terms of criminality, you'd be hard pressed to connect uh, many, if any, uh, crimes to sales conducted in that fashion. And yet still, there are lawmakers at both the state and federal level uh, who are looking to uh, outlaw that type of transaction, or at least require that it somehow be associated with a background check. Yesterday, in the House of Representatives uh, in the United States Congress, it was passed uh, this H.R. 8, which would essentially eliminate uh, eliminate those types of private sales here, uh, from the floor is part of that debate. As a member designated by Mr. Patrick pursuant to eight. I informed the house that Mr. Patrick will vote yes on HR eight. As the member designated by Mr. Rush pursuant to H.Res. eight. i inform- Okay. So there, the, there you have, uh, just a glimpse of how the voting went down. You, you Interestingly, this is a total tangent, but what you heard there just briefly was uh, some proxy voting that was taking place. Uh, that, that's uh, allowable under House rules right now. And so some uh, have been you know, sending their vote via proxy. Uh, here uh, is North Carolina Representative Virginia Fox uh, speaking out against this bill yesterday, uh, which, as I mentioned, passed the House. Our attempts by the federal government to exert more force over law abiding citizens who want to protect themselves and their families. Let me remind my democrat colleagues that the second amendment explicitly states that the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So that ends up being one of the one of the big arguments against these types of expanded background checks, that that it is just a, a little too much of an infringement, uh, too much for the Second Amendment to bear. And, uh, well, not everyone feels that way. Obviously, the majority of the House feels differently. Uh, uh, and here is uh, Madeleine Dean of Pennsylvania speaking, and she's a Democrat, uh, speaking to her Republican colleagues about that background check bill. Our attempts by the federal government to exert more force over law-abiding citizens who want to protect themselves? No, my apologies. That was the that was the same clip, but uh, essentially making the argument that uh, you know background checks like this uh, theoretically can only lead to to more safety. Well, in response to that, and this will be the, the last word I say on this, um, the the standard needs to be higher when you look at impacting uh, a, a right protected in the Bill of Rights. All right, this is. Uh, You know, this is more than just driving your car on the on the freeway. This is more than, uh, you know, some other law that exists outside of the Constitution. This is a constitutional amendment. This is in the Bill of Rights. Uh, The standard must be higher. And when it is high, you need to look at actual facts, actual reality and not speculating down the road. And if you if you check out crime stats, you're going to be, like I said, hard pressed to find uh, any, if any at all, Uh, crimes uh, committed as a result of a private transaction, all right? Uh, These are typically transactions like the one I described a a moment ago, or they are transactions between family members or loved ones or friends, and in the absence of an FFL, like I explained, um, not, not needing a background check. Anyway, so that's that in the House, right? The House, controlled by Democrats, passed it. Uh, the next step for this bill will be, as uh, Chuck Schumer has said, majority leader in the Senate, uh, a vote in the Senate. Will it gain the 60 needed votes to pass the Senate? I don't see a chance of that happening. So I uh, my, my guess is that it stops here and that it remains simply as a message. Uh, sent by uh, those in the, the House the Democrats in the House plus those others uh, supportive of this but uh, for the time being though uh, I don't I don't foresee this uh, becoming United States law anyway uh, that's my uh, that's my rant and raven about guns and background checks we're going to take a break right now and when we return I've got a question for you are you stealing when you share your Netflix password? are you stealing when you share your Netflix password? We'll get into that next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.